You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. corner and Westburn Grand Frost has held them up as they corner. He leads by a length on Sinbad Bay. Over on the inside, four eight tight connection to Foe and Almeida Boy. But Westburn Grand has kicked halfway down the straight. Biggie Frost said go and Westburn Grand starts to come away. Westburn Grand's too good for them. Ray Hadley, Westburn Grand. Chris, he won two miracle miles. He only spoke to Vic Frost not that long ago. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. 82 years young, Vic Frost, still going strong. Recently inducted into the Queensland Harness Hall of Fame. He's part of the Miracle Mile Hall of Fame. He's won the race three times. Lucky Creed, and then he went back-to-back with the mighty spot, Westburn Grant. I think it was 89.90 or 90.91, but he was an unbelievable horse, no question about it. Who is going to win the 2023 Miracle Mile, Steve? This is the big question. Everyone's got an opinion. Uh, who's going to lead the race, what sort of time are they going to run, but ultimately who comes out on top. It, it's a very good lineup, uh, very even to split. And I wanted to touch base this morning with Cam Hart. He's the leading driver in Sydney, and he's on the outsider, the only mare in the field, and that's Brave U Kelly. She stamped her ticket to the big dance on Saturday night with her victory last week in the Queen Elizabeth, the old ladyship mile, and she was super impressive, sub-50 time. Cam Hart is now with us. Cam, good morning. Morning, Chris. What a race this is going to be on the weekend. Yeah, it's looking like a, a great race. And, you know, the barrier draws definitely made it very exciting. And, yeah, it's just such a good field. And, yeah, happy to be part of it. You had your first Miracle Mile drive last year, Majestic Cruiser. Tell me, the difference in build-up to the Miracle Miles last year, I suppose, it was all about King of Swing. He was chasing history, looking to become the first horse to win it three times in a row, and uh, it was tipped to be his last race, which it was. But what's the build-up like down there in Sydney this week with this year's race? Yeah, it's been a huge build-up. You know, there's a lot of excitement around the race. And like you said, King of Swing, he was pretty dominant, you know, for two or three seasons throughout the Grand Circuit races. And, um, you know, looking at this year's race, you know, you could make a case for any of the horses in this race, um, you know, to be able to win this, so... Definitely makes it exciting for everyone watching on. And that includes your drive, Brave You, uh, Brave you Kelly, the mayor, because mayors have been able to win this race. The last time a mayor won the Miracle Mile, it was 2013, Baby Blink. Why can't Brave You Kelly win this race on the weekend? Yeah, I think she's, um, you know, got just as good a chance as anyone. She showed she's got crazy speed and she's very versatile, so... You know, we're not kidding ourselves. It's going to be a hard task against the boys, but I definitely think if she gets the right trip, she can uh, be right there about. You're unbeaten behind this mare, aren't you? Is it four for four? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I um, was lucky enough to drive her about six months ago, and uh, that's kind of how it come about for me to get the ladyship drive on her or the Queen Elizabeth now. So, um, yeah, it worked out really well. You've been with her all three runs this campaign, including that Group 1 victory last week. First up, she went 50. Second up, winning the Group 3, Sebelia, she went 50.4. And then last week, PB time, 49.5. Uh, 
She looks like she's absolutely thriving and loving racing right now. Yeah, she's really in the zone at the moment, and you definitely can find that with some mares. They just get in that real purple patch, and you know, fortunate enough, it's right when all these big races are on. And you know, she's been a great mare the whole way through, but she's definitely in the zone. And you know, her Queen Elizabeth run was huge, and you know, it was probably the run of the night out of any of the races. So, you know, with the right run, I think she'll give them something to, you know, she'll, they'll know she's there anyway. That's for sure. Well, as the old experts always say, mares in form when they're in that zone, you've got to respect them. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, she'd done so much work in the Queen Elizabeth and she was still able to finish off a race. And you know, I think she's probably better driven with a sit, with a, you know, the first up run when she won. Uh, you know, she gave me an unbelievable feel off her helmet. So hopefully we can get a nice little trip and she won't be far away. Okay, so let's break down the Miracle Mile on Saturday night. There's speed to your inside, there's speed to your outside. How, how do you see it going into that first turn? Yeah, I think Spirit of St. Louis probably got the speed to hold up if they'd like to. Um, I think they'll definitely won't be want to be any further back than behind leader, so I expect him to come out hard. And, you know, Honolulu Bay's got good gate speed as well, but, you know, the way you come off helmets the other day, they might be happy just to use the good draw, come out a little bit and try and find a good spot. But, you know, probably the main speed, I think, is Mac Dan. I think they're probably more than likely going to try and chance their arm and, he might be the only one that's a possibility across the spirit of St. Louis. Um, but there's a lot okay. of go for the horses. Yeah. Uh, what, what about Catch Away? Do you reckon he'll sort of try and get handy as quickly as possible? Yeah, I think so. You know, um, I think he'll be one of the ones coming out hard as well. Um, you know, he's drawn in the middle of the line there, so he won't want to be getting too far back either. So definitely a um, very interesting race because a lot of these horses are known to race on the speed. Mm. Speaking of the four-year-olds, Captain Ravishing, he was the boom horse going into the chariots of fire. He had his colours lowered, catch away, was able to sit outside him. You raced that night. Uh, tell us about the track. Was it really spongy and heavy on the inside? Yeah, we had got, you know, quite a lot of rain and the inside was a little bit off. Um, you know, come a little bit better towards the end of the night. And, it, you know, I wouldn't say it was a really slow track, but... I'd, would would have thought that the running line and three wide line was a little better than the fence line that night. Okay. Captain Ravishing, how do you assess him? He's drawn out. We know uh, those that draw wide in Miracle Miles in recent times don't have a good record. He's likely to be driven fairly conservatively early here on Saturday night. Uh, obviously, you're going to respect all your rivals, but where does he sit for you, Captain Ravishing? Yeah, he's uh, obviously we all know how good he is. He's got unbelievable speed, and uh, like you said, I can't see him getting involved early. He was used out of the gate probably the first for the first time in his career in the chariots, and he was just found wanting the last hundred. But he's certainly got the turn of foot to be very dangerous if he gets a soft trip. And you know, he's um, you know a horse of that kind of speed. You always got to think that they're a shot in this sort of race. So if I was to ask you, who is the the biggest danger, and if you could only nominate one, who would you be leading to? I think Honolulu Bay is the horse to beat. He's got come up with a good draw, and you know that's probably one of the biggest runs I've seen at Menangle to be three wide from there in that sort of race. Um, in 49, it was quite an unbelievable run, so providing that hasn't taken too much out of him, I think he's definitely the one to put on top. Okay. But you think your mare will race well? Yeah, I definitely think 
think she's, um, you know, she's right up there with them. I've been lucky enough to drive a lot of good grand circuit horses and, um, you know, she's definitely as good as them. So she'll, um, she won't be far away at all. Okay. And just for you, just sort of recapping the last 12, 18 months, you've got feature race victories in New Zealand, Grand Circuit Glory in Brisbane with Majestic Cruiser winning the Blanks of Fate. You've got an Inner Dominion crown uh, in your belt now or behind you with uh, I Cast No Shadow to win a Miracle Mile. That would just be the absolute dream season, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's been pretty crazy the last couple of years with the amount of opportunities that I've been given and I've just been trying to make the most of them and, you know, we've been lucky enough to you know, have a little bit of racing luck in these big races and, you know, barrier draws and all that and it's seemed to all fall into place the last 12 months. So, yeah, Miracle Mile on top of that would be, you know, a dream come true and such a prestigious race here in Australasia. So, yeah, it'd be unbelievable to put a trophy on the mantelpiece, that's for sure. You've been dreaming of this race your whole life, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm probably that newer style type of driver. Um, you know, the mile racing really excites me and big fan of the North American racing. So, you know, the Miracle Mile is probably the, you know, the as good as it gets here in Australia with all these good horses and to win one, yeah, it'd be just unbelievable. Do you harbour any desire to get to North America and play a trade like Toddy, Andy, Dexter? Yeah, definitely. I've given it a pretty serious thought and, you know, the last 12 to 12 months to two years um, here have been unbelievable and I've been given a lot of opportunities. So I'd like to you know, keep capitalising on that. But, yeah, definitely one day when the timing's right, I'd love to get over there and test myself against some of the best drivers over there. Well, I'm sure you'd fit in no problem at all. You've, uh, you've got a great style and you've got uh, great charm on and off the track. Really appreciate the time today. Best of luck. I think she's not out of it. Uh, she's in uh, peak form right now, Brady and Kelly, and uh, she's going into this race. Uh, at the absolute peak of her power. So, best of luck. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Cam and Steve, just checking, was your first winner at Albury? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, 2016 in April. You've come a long way. Yeah, yeah, I have. Thank you. How much has your style changed from that first win at Albury? Oh, uh, a hell of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a good upbringing down there, but, yeah, it's definitely changed a lot since then. Yeah, was that the first time you drove a winner at your, your first meeting out? Yeah, it was my first ever drive, yep, yep. Gee, what price was an ideal investment? I think he was I think he was close to favourite that night. He had a bit of a tricky barrier drew inside the back row, but um, it was one of my uncle's horses, and he was going pretty well at the time. All right, so where did he end up sitting in the run from that draw? Yeah, I ended up getting off the fence early and sitting about one out three back, I think, and come with a three-wide late move about the 700. All right. So 10 out of 10, your first drive. That's all right. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so Cam Hart, Chris, uh, as you said, a great record. But, uh, yeah, that's that's big steps in a pretty short period of time, isn't it? Well, just, you, you know, when you consider just the last 12, 18 months, like I just touched on there, Steve, he's won an Inter-Dominion. He's got a Grand Circuit victory here in Queensland. He's got success in New Zealand. He almost won a New Zealand Cup. And uh, here he is lining up for his second drive in a Miracle Mile, which is the state's biggest race. Uh, He's come a long way, but uh, he's a a great talent. There's no question about it. Shane Sanderson is with us. Well, Shane will be able to tell us a lot more about Cam Hart because these guys are 
are like uh, brothers. There's no doubt about it. They've enjoyed tremendous success together, and I'm sure Shane will be cheering on Cam on Saturday night in the Miracle Mile. Shane, appreciate the time. You know, Chris, no worries, mate. You're able to get Cam basically to Menangle, and uh, as I said, you combined for a heck of a lot of success. He's a, a top-class driver. He certainly is. Yeah, no, we, we sort of realised pretty early on that he was is going to reach some uh, some great levels in the sport, and um, yeah, he's certainly done that probably a lot quicker than than everyone expected. But it was comes as no surprise to us, that's for sure. So, what was it that stood out for you with Cam Hart? Uh, he was he was very um, very quiet, yet yet he was very confident, and um, you couldn't sort of mis- you know on the racetrack you couldn't mistake his quietness for. Uh, timidness you know like he, he didn't bow to anyone um he you know he knew his form and if he thought it, his horse was entitled to hold the lead or or get round to the death and put a bit of speed on um you know he, he wouldn't take a backward step and he uh, just got a great attitude and um he's, he's you know from a very good family his mum and dad uh brought him up well and his sister's uh, ash is a, is a lovely girl as well but they're just just yeah nice people and uh very very confident and um very, very talented, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Speaking of talented families, here you are with two chances. Not one, two really good chances. Live chances in the Group 1 New South Wales Derby on Saturday night. You're going to send out Dangerous and Catalpa Rescue. And your children, your kids are going to be driving these horses. Ryan is aboard Dangerous and Abby is going to be driving Catalpa Rescue. How proud are you? just with this little feat that you've, you've been able to achieve here this weekend? Oh, look, yeah, no, I'm very, very proud of the, very, very proud of the kids and, um, you know, probably proud of the fact we could give them this opportunity and, um, yeah, I'm, you know, they're, they're looking forward to it and, um, yeah, it'll certainly, be a, it'll certainly be a proud moment seeing them on the track uh, under, you know, at that level, I suppose. We just touched on Cam coming a long way in a short amount of time, but... For your kids, Ryan and Abby, are you just stunned with what they've been able to achieve since they've been licensed? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I am absolutely. They've, um, you know, they've certainly uh, had some great opportunities, and um, you know, a lot of trainers have put them on and, and showed faith in them. And uh, and I think you know that they, they're only young and, and they're making mistakes along the way, but um, they're certainly making the, the most of their opportunities, which is pleasing. And um, yeah, as long as they learn from their mistakes and keep improving, um, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it should be good times ahead for them. Mm, no doubt. You're a proud Queenslander. You had the stint down in Sydney training on track at Menangle. You're now based in Victoria. And with the kids taking that more hands-on role now, it, it must be a real, real good team environment. Yeah, it is. Yep, no, for sure. Um, you know, it's good to be, be working alongside the kids and... Um, you know, all, all together there, and um, yeah, no, it's um, certainly makes uh, Naomi and I's life a bit easier. But, um, you know, harness is definitely a family sport, and uh, you know, the, the kids are, are sort of keen, and, and um, they sort of get get you a little bit more keen yourself. And um, you know, it's it's working out good. So, what's the vibe like? What's the confidence levels like going into the derby on Saturday night with two runners? Oh, like you said, I suppose in the intro. I, I mean, it's probably one of the first times as a trainer I've been in a in a final with um, with, gen, with a genuine chance of winning. Um, you know, like sometimes we've had horses that scrape through the races, and um, 
you know, like we go out at, at big odds. But um, I, I genuinely think, as you pointed out, that they're both live chances and um, without any bad luck and uh, the right trip, um, look, either one of them could, could feature very strongly. I'm right in saying your biggest victory to date was at Menangle. So you're no stranger to success on that track. No, Menangle's been good to us, um, that's for sure. Yeah, no, we're, um, you yeah, know, we, we, we sort of like Menangle and, um, you yeah, know, it'd be um, certainly a dream come true if we could win a, um, a big race there, that's for sure. All right. Well, Dangerous was third last week behind the Kiwi star Elta Meteor. Catalpa Rescue was able to win. I find it interesting. You go back to that race at Melton earlier this year and the, the kids were sort of half fighting over who was going to drive who. It was the Caduceus three-year-old classic, a really good race down there. And uh, Ryan got his way and, and got the drive on Dangerous and Abby drove Catalpa Rescue. Catalpa Rescue came out and won that race and he won a derby heat last week. I bet you there's no, uh, no blues anymore over who's driving who. No, <laughs> no, Abby's content with her drive. I don't think she'd be jumping off him in a hurry, that's for sure. So uh, he was certainly um, certainly campaigning hard to keep the drive on Dangerous, but uh, he's more than happy to be sticking with Catalpa Rescue. He's a giant killer, though, isn't he, Shane? Yeah, he is. He's just like a little tradesman, really. He's um, always had the ability and been a little bit immature early days, but he's starting to mature now. I still think he's got a little bit of maturing to go. But um, this this campaign, he's putting it all together, and uh, he's just the type of horse I probably can't underestimate. I suppose when he's in a race, if he's you know if he gets the right trip or is in the right place at the right time, I I really think he's um, he's good enough to capitalise no matter who he's racing. They've got identical records, these two Colts. Uh, both four wins from nine starts. Dangerous is a little better drawn here on the weekend. He's got saddle clock five. Catalpa Rescue drawn out in 11. What were your thoughts on the draws? Um, I, was, I was happy with the draws, um, mainly for Dangerous, I suppose. Uh, Catalpa Rescue, look, ideally it would have been nice to draw in a little bit closer. Um, from out there, it takes a little bit of pressure off Abby, I think, which is important at her age uh, in a race like that. So he can just probably um, find his feet or try and, try and get a spot early and... Um, and you know, yeah, she can drive her own race after that. And uh, dangerous, yeah, very happy with the way the, the um, barriers have drawn for dangerous, and, and given the fact where the other horses have drawn. Um, so yeah, at, at this stage, I suppose before the race, we're happy. Okay, who's the horse to beat in your view? Dangerous. Okay, okay. Yeah. And out of all the other heat uh, performances last week, uh, it is the Kiwi horse that the biggest threat to your two. Uh, look, I, I think he's. I think he is. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think he's on par with um, one of Nathan Turnbull's. Better be the best. I think he's called. Uh, he's he's run some unbelievable races. Um, you know, very seems to be a very tough horse, and um, you'd think a Derby final would be right up his alley. So definitely, um, Alta Media and uh, Better Be the Best. I would be um, most concerned about those two. Okay. Will the family be trackside on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, they will be. Yep, yep. No, Naomi's um, come up last week, and the kids have yeah, obviously. Um, and yeah, no, we'll all be we'll all be on track. Okay, so which one will you be watching? Do you and uh, Naomi say 
you watch Ryan, I'll watch uh, Abby, or do you just sort of let it sort of play out? No, Naomi closes her eyes. I think she can't watch either of them. <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll probably, yeah, I don't know. Really, I'll be probably fluctuating between both of them. But um, okay. yeah, it's hard to yeah hard to say. <laughs> no, fair enough. And just in closing, the ownership group for both Colts. Um, they've raised some good horses. Uh, they're, they're the men and gay colours, aren't they? Yeah, they sure are. Yeah, the Birchett boys. Um, yeah, they've, they've um, been no stranger to a good horse, and um, yeah, they they put a lot in. They'll all be on course as well. They're all there's about five or six of uh, six of them, I think. They're all flying in, so um, they just they just love their harness racing, love their sport, and um, yeah, they, they have had some nice horses. Oh, absolutely. Well, Shane, really appreciate the time this morning. Best of luck. As I said, two live chances in a Group 1 New South Wales derby. This is what dreams are made of. And uh, I hope you enjoy the week and uh, enjoy the race and hopefully it plays out well. Good on you, Chris. No worries at all. And Shane Sanderson joining us. So uh, a Queenslander, he, uh, he cut his teeth here at Reckliff, Steve, and uh, he packed up, headed uh, down south. He wanted to, uh, you know, expand his horizons and... Uh, you know, make a real go of it. So he went to Menangle, had good success there, and then decided to, to move down to uh, Victoria. He's at Charlton down there training on the track. They've got a really good uh, facilities on course there, and uh, he's making the most of his opportunities. But they're two nice colts, and uh, that's going to be a very exciting race for Derby. be fascinated to see what Ryan Spice thinks of this miracle mile, and he's online with us now, Chris. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. What do you make of the Miracle Mile for 2023? Chris looks a great renewal of the Miracle Mile this year. Eight quality contenders and the Emma Stewart team have to be applauded for qualifying a world record four runners. Well, as it stands with Tab, Spirit of St. Louis at five, Hurricane Harley 18, Honolulu Bay $3, Catchaway 440, Brave U Kelly 41. We've got Macdown 16, Captain Ravishing 380, Expensive ego, $26. Break down the Miracle Mile for us for this weekend. Uh, Chris, assuming the two emergencies come out, we see Spirit of St. Louis is going to jump from barrier one. Uh, for Belinda McCarthy and Jack Callahan taking the reins, he's a go-forward go type of horse. He's got good gate speed. He will certainly try and keep a forward position, but I think that they will be happy to take a trail and sit leaders back here. Um, without a doubt, uh, great winning hope. Okay. Were you surprised he was able to get that middle half, what he, he got last week, or 59-4 middle half and a miracle mile qualified? Were you just stunned by that? Um, yes and no, but we saw Bondi lockdown get off the pegs and lob into the 1-1. So if any horse was going to take off three wide from back in the field, Bondi would have come out underneath them. And then that, then anyone trailing up would have been left stuck three deep for the last thousand metres. So it was just the race shape thing and the way the cookie crumbled. So you're saying get cross Spirit of St Louis by which horse? I do think uh, there's two potential leaders in the form of Catch a Wave, but I really do think Mac Dan's probably the one to take up the running on Saturday night. Okay. So does he hold the lead or is he looking for cover? Well, my theory is, Chris, is that Expensive Ego does need to get into the race at some point. So at the back of their minds, I think Louis might take the sit and that'll allow Ego to come around to the chair and that sort of will dictate some of the race shape. Okay. 
Okay. Just on, on that race last week with Spirit of St. Louis, were you surprised that McCarthy, who was driving Bondi Lockdown, didn't leave his 1-1 trail and, and either challenge for the lead or, or just park outside Spirit of St. Louis? Uh, no, Chris, he had sort of perfect 1-1 cover. He's probably just a little bit of a victim of circumstances. And in saying that, he had every opportunity to run past Hurricane Ali last week and he wasn't able to, so he has to... Uh, that's, that's life. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. You gave us a good push for Mac Dan. Uh, Pre-Newcastle mile, he come out and won that race. He gets himself into another miracle mile. He's not without a hope, but I want to ask about the four-year-olds. Catch a wave, Captain Ravishing. Pre-Chariots of Fire, all the talk was Captain Ravishing, and rightly so. In the end, Catch a wave parks outside him and beats him. How do the two four-year-olds shape up uh, for the Miracle Mile this Saturday night, given that the Chariots winners in recent times, or Chariots horses, have got a really good record in the race. Chris, the two four-year-olds are actually the, the pair I like most. Um, I think Catch a Wave either will lead or Maps 1-1. Got an excellent winning hope. He and Captain Ravishing come out of the Chariots where they went 49-1 on that spongy track. I think they're the two with the, the more upside than what the rest of the field have has. Spirit of St. Louis, Honolulu Bay and Mac Dan, there's probably like a length of ability between them. I think the four-year-olds are the X-Factors and if you can kind of wait from a betting point of view and take roughly $455 each of two, you'll uh, be shopping at Black Odds and I think they're the way to play the Miracle Mile this year. Ryan, will Captain Ravishing get on the back of Honolulu Bay? Yeah, I think that's, um, that is likely. He'll be looking for a, a cart home on the back of Honolulu Bay once, uh, you know, probably from about the 800 roughly. Okay. There's going to be a heap of markets available with Tab uh, uh, shortly after deadline uh, time on Saturday morning, scratching time, but I think they've got a couple of markets up already. Time-wise, I haven't looked at the weather forecast for Sydney at this point, but uh, given that the last eight Miracle Miles have all been running sub-50, are you expecting a super-fast time here on Saturday night with the makeup of this field, or do you think it'll just be about average time? Um, Chris, I think they will probably drop anchor through the middle stages with only being the eight runners. Um, yeah, I think they'll go 148-something. Um, if they break 55 for the first half, I think the horses from back in the field certainly can get into the race. Um, it looks like a really good addition this year. I'm with the four-year-olds, and uh, let's hope all competitors go around safely. Hmm. Steve, what was that point you raised yesterday, the SP profile of Captain Ravishing? He, what, he's gone around at unbelievably short odds his last, what, five or six starts mm, or something? Yeah, $1.05, between $1.05 and $1.15, basically, Chris. Do you think there's any chance he could start favourite come jump time on Saturday night, right? Um, maybe. There'd have to be a super big move for him, considering the barrier and where he maps. Um, wait and see. I still think Honolulu Bay probably jumps favourite. Okay. It's going to be a fascinating race. So you're with the four-year-olds. You're happy to back both. Catch a wave and Captain Ravishing. Yeah, Chris, that's the, the angle I like. But in saying that, I would not be shocked. Uh, any horse that gets a little bit of a slice of luck or if they overcook it, you know, there's all horses can pretty much win that Miracle Mile this year. You, you'll take Mac Dan, won't you? Yeah, Mac Dan would be, be lovely. <laughs> I would have I would have liked to have seen him draw an inside catch away. Um, I think that would have helped his chances no end. But we'll wait and see. We know Nathan Jack's a, a brilliant gate driver. 
he crossed King of Swing pretty easily last year. So I am confident he will get over. Okay. There you have it, Steve. Interesting. Mm. Mm. You'll be hoping some of these head north, Chris, to Queensland. Yeah, absolutely. We know Catcher Wave won. He's destined for the paddock uh, win-lose-a-draw on Saturday night, so uh, we won't see him during our carnival. But uh, I think most others could be fair game, so uh, fingers crossed that we'll see quite a few of these heading north and uh, contesting our features. Given that the prize money's been uh, boosted and, and significantly, hopefully it attracts a few of these owners mm. to uh, send their charges north. Leap to fame. He's got to be close to trialling in the next two weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, I would say probably next week, uh, certainly at the latest the following week. So he'll be getting very close now. There's no urgency because uh, his first major target is the Rising Sun, which is July. So they've got ample time to, to get him ready. Keeping in mind, too, that Grant's been very busy campaigning horses down in Sydney over the last couple of weeks. So he's I'm not sure if he's been jetting back and forth, but... Uh, I, I dare say that uh, you'd be getting updates on Leap to Fame uh, every day, and, and rightly so. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll be definitely back trialling. If it's not next Tuesday, I'm tipping it'll be probably Tuesday week. What's your greatest memory of the Miracle Mile, Ryan? In fact, he's left us. He's left us. <laughs> I can ask Matty Young that question. He joins us from the West. How are you, Matt? Good morning to you, boys. Would yours be Village Kid, 86? I wasn't even born, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Miracle Mile. Oh, I've got to say, Christian Cullen, uh, when he won the Miracle Mile, I was only a young fella, and I just remember the call and I remember the race and um, because it was back before we had Sky Channel, so we used to pack up in the car and head down to the local tab, which we knew the owners, so they would let... Um, let myself and my brother go into the tab section to be able to watch the race and we were able to go down there and watch Christian Cullen win the Miracle Mile and yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I felt like horses back then had uh, a bigger aura about them. Oh, that's just how I felt anyway. Yeah, we replayed that yesterday, Hilton Donaldson's broadcast. Back to Village Kid, he won too, didn't he, Chris? 86, um, 87, yeah, no, they, they went back to back, I don't think. Oh, OK. There was a year in between them, I'm sure. Oh, was it Master Mood split them, maybe? Yeah, it might have been. Mm. So, have you got a fancy mat for the Miracle Mile? Uh, I like Captain Ravishing, which, okay. um, yeah, I'll just... Steve. Yeah, look, I just think his other run the other day was... You're getting a good price about a horse who's a freak, and I think he's... I think he'll probably be better suited not being bustled early. That's just my opinion. Um, I've seen, being a big fan of I'm the Mighty Quinn, he never liked being used off the arm that much, and it sort of deterred from his finishing run. So um, I'll, I'll, I'm quite happy to be in the corner of Captain Ravishing going into the Miracle Mile. Fair enough, fair enough. Gloucester Park has got a big night tomorrow night. We've got all these APG features. We've got the Shandon four-year-old classic as well. 11 races in total. It is going to be a, uh, an action-packed night tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's really exciting with the APG WA sales coming up 
on this Sunday. So uh, it's a great lead-in and uh, very well attended these meetings because you've got a, a bunch of new owners watching their babies race. And it's just really exciting. Uh, I love the juvenile racing and I think it's incredibly exciting. And uh, the Colts and Geldings ranks are, are so strong. There's just an elite field of horses coming through and uh, tomorrow's a, a really good opportunity for one of them to be able to step up and raise their hand and say I'm the best for now uh, the fillies there looks to be two dominant fillies at this stage but could someone step up tomorrow and throw their hat in the ring so that's for the two-year-olds the three-year-olds they're running around for 50,000 as well and uh, August Moon's come back really well it looks incredibly hard to beat and for the boys an intriguing sort of race. Rocket City returns. He was placed in a Group 1 uh, last season. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to what is going to be a bumper card. 11 races. We've only had a little bit light on in recent weeks with only nine races, but uh, 11 tomorrow and some action-packed events. Okay, well, let's just focus on those two-year-old features. The boys is race six. Which way are you leaning at this point? Uh, For the boys, I... I think Wave Rider's got a bit of depth. Um, he trialled and sat outside Soho Skyfall, who was so impressive in the heats, and went to the line. They hit the line in 27-2 on the way home, and Skyfall beat Wave Rider. But just Wave Rider, just, I've had the feeling the whole way along this horse has got a bit more depth than, uh, than you can really see, and he's been so impressive. So... Look, I think with the barrier draw advantage, he could work his way to the top. And from there, he looks a, a bit of a professional. And I think he'll go very close. So wave rider for me and for the boys. Okay. And in the Phillies final, race seven, are you with Lion Queen or looking elsewhere? No, I think Lion Queen should just lead and win. Um, Waterloo has got some really good gate speed, but being from the same stable, I'm not sure whether they'd gas Waterloo from gate number nine. It's a bit um, probably overdramatic for... Uh, a two-year-old race to really fire off the arm. So I think she could still run second in her own right if they just choose to drive her a bit more conservatively. So I think Lion Queen will justify very short odds, in my opinion. Okay. Where do we find your best bet? It's in the Shandon for the four-year-olds. I think it's race five. It is race five. And number one, Benji, I thought was a really good chance. Second up, had a nice soft run on Monday at Pinjarra that went 55 for a mile. This time, leads Gary Hall Jr. on board. Uh, the Mickey taker just had a little setback going into the Mania Classic. Races in this race and probably going to be in the breeze. Benji's going to be in front wheeling and dealing. And one of their main dangers has drawn Benji's back. Street Hawk, who... Denny Roberts will have decisions to make. And if she stays the inside, I'm 99% sure she won't see the light of day because Junior will he'll just uh, lock her away and throw away the key. So I was pretty keen on Benji. I thought he'd be a bit shorter. I think he's 260 with uh, the green tab. And he's a bit shorter with um, tab touch. But, yeah, look, I think uh, he'll get the job done. So race five, number one, Benji is my best. Okay, five by one. That's the best bet for GP tomorrow night. Part of the big night with all the APG features, the sale on Sunday. You putting the hand up on Sunday? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, it's a firm no as well. Tell me yes, this though. Oh, it'll cost me more than just a horse. I'd be getting divorced as well. <laughs> Tell me this. Wonderful to fly. Was she at the trials yesterday? 
No, she wasn't. There's been a bit of an issue with her, not anything to do with herself. Um, one of the owners is actually a disqualified persons, and um, a couple of the owners have actually passed away as well. So, um, which was all okay, but now that we've got the disqualified person in the horse, um, to get the paperwork done, there's a whole heap of proof to be able to get the signatures of the deceased. So uh, it's been a big issue, but from all reports from Shane yesterday, is she should be, I think he got the all clear yesterday afternoon, that should be right to uh, go ahead from now on. So um, positive signs, and he's, he's pretty happy with her. Okay, so she's probably likely to trial again next week? I'd say so, yeah. She tracked yesterday yeah. morning and um, because Shane just wasn't sure whether he'd get the all clear and he didn't want to wait. It was pretty hot here in WA yesterday, so he didn't want to wait until the afternoon to find out he couldn't do it and then have to work her in the heat. So uh, I'm pretty sure she'll likely trial next week uh, on on her return to the track. All right, well, we'll wait and see what happens next week. I uh, really appreciate the time, as always. Enjoy tomorrow night. We'll talk next week. Cheers, guys.